Welcome to Intuitive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Ackerman, the Intuitive RD. I'm a non-diet registered dietitian and intuitive eating coach. My mission is to help women recover from diet culture and heal their relationship to food and body. Follow along as I speak with leading professionals in the field and explore concepts of intuitive eating, health at every size, and body liberation. Hey guys, welcome to episode 157 of Intuitive Bites. Today we're talking all about exercise and getting into a consistent pattern of movement. Most of the clients that I work with in my Food and Body Peace program report either currently or in the past having a very like touch and go relationship with exercise, right? When you've been on track with dieting and kind of eating good, quote unquote, you're moving your body and then when you kind of fall off the wagon, you stop exercise altogether. And it's always been very tied to maybe weight loss or even just simply trying to change what your body looks like, right? Trying to tone or whatever it might be. So I really want to coach you through tearing down your previous relationship with exercise and completely building from the ground up a totally new relationship with movement that is truly going to be sustainable because it's rooted in self-care rather than self-punishment. And this is exactly what I work with clients on every day in the Food and Body Peace program. It's such a critical part of really redefining your relationship with your body as well. So I'm excited to share some tips around this today. There's so much to talk about around it. So I'm going to kind of touch on a lot of different ideas here and you'll be able to take so much from this episode. All right, so let's start right from the beginning. So a lot of the clients that I work with are really in this place of rebellion with movement when I work with them, right? They're they're kind of in this place where they're like, I have been punishing myself around exercise for so long and trying to force my body to look a certain way with movement. And now I'm in this place where I just want to not do it at all, right? And there's probably a lot of guilt and shame wrapped up in it, right? Maybe you haven't been in a consistent pattern of movement for some time now. Maybe you've been kind of in that effort mode, both with your eating as well as movement. And so you're kind of like, okay, clearly it's time to, you know, get back into it because I've been, you know, allowing myself to not do it for so long. But what I like to talk to clients about is that this, this guilt and shame and this idea that you should be doing it and you're pushing yourself every day, telling yourself in your mind, okay, tomorrow I'm going to start doing it again. Oh my gosh, I really should be doing this. What's wrong with me? I'm being so lazy. That whole mindset is keeping you stuck right? And it's actually not allowing your mind and body the true rest that is needed and permission to rest that is needed in order to get yourself moving in a consistent way. So if this is resonating for you, what I would like you to sit with for a moment is what would it be like to genuinely allow yourself mental permission, not just physical permission to rest, but mental permission to rest, really sitting with that idea of the best thing I can do for myself right now is to have zero expectations around movement. And that is the best thing for my healing journey right now. I know this can be a hard thing to kind of really let sink in because you know, you have those voices popping your up in your head of like, no, but I really need to move for these reasons and for my health and I want to feel better and all of these things. But the reality is that if you've been stuck due to mindset for this long, 
pushing yourself more is only going to get yourself more stuck, right? It's only going to get you more stuck. The way we get you unstuck is by leaning in to this permission to rest um, and, and truly, truly allowing that. So that is number one. We have to get through that rebellion by allowing permission. Okay, number two thing that I want to talk to you guys about is the connection to your why. So if movement has always been associated with changing what your body looks like and you know, making the number on the scale go down, then there's going to be a lot of resistance built up to that. So what I want you to think about is what are your reasons to move that have nothing to do with changing what your body looks like or keeping your body looking a certain way, right? What are your reasons to move that if you knew for certain that whether you move, you, you exercised every day going forward or never again, your body was not going to be changed by that decision, what would movement look like for you? Maybe your first response, like a lot of the clients that I work with in the Food and Body Peace program, is, yeah, I would never move again. You would never catch me moving my body ever again. And that is, you know, that is, I, I understand why that might be your first response. And maybe, maybe that really feels true for you right now. Um, most likely that's because of the level of resistance you've built up to it because of that punishment factor, um, as well as it probably has a lot to do with your mindset around what movement is or what movement quote unquote counts, right? But the reality is we all move our bodies every single day in some capacity. Um, it just might not fit into that category in your mind that you're kind of counting as exercise. Um, but yeah, so what is your, what is your why? What are your non-body image, body fear, related reasons to move your body. Maybe for you, it's that you really value your health or you value wanting to feel good in your body and be able to run around with your kids for years to come. Maybe you see your parents' health declining in certain ways or their mobility, um, yeah, declining in certain ways and you really want to prevent that for yourself to whatever degree is possible. Um, maybe you have a family history of certain medical conditions that you know would be impacted if you had a regular pattern of movement. Um, maybe it's simply mental health, right? Maybe you know that when you're in periods of moving your body more, your anxiety levels are a little bit more under control, or you, you know that you feel a lot better physically and mentally when you're moving your body regularly. Maybe you have you know, knee problems or other joint problems or, um, yeah, other pain and discomfort in your body that you know is alleviated when you are more active. So, I mean, the list can go on and on and on. Maybe it's a, you know, a blend of some of these, but I want you to get clear and put in your own words on a piece of paper what your whys are, okay? So what I want you to do with, once you kind of identify those whys, is think about what movements what types of movement would achieve those goals, right? So if your goal is to, you know, alleviate some joint pain that you have in your knees, maybe a type of movement that would achieve that is, you know, strength training in your muscles around your knees. And of course, if this is something that you're dealing with, having the support of a physical therapist that's that's trained in this way, um, would be really helpful. But that's just an example, right? Maybe strengthening those muscles around would, you know, would support that goal of less knee pain. Um, 
maybe you want to feel, you know, more flexible in your body and, um, yeah, just like more limber. <laughs> um, so maybe yoga would be a way of achieving that. Maybe you really want to get more fresh air and just get outside more and you want to combine that with movements, so maybe walking or, you know, trail walking or hiking or something like that would achieve that goal. Um, so I want you to get very specific and, and connect the type of movement to the whys that you have come up with. And when you're thinking this through, I encourage you to think about types of movement that ideally you have not participated in the past strictly for the purpose of changing what your body looks like. So for example, if you know running is something you've done in the past that you never enjoyed and um, yeah, and you really just did it to try to change what your body looks like, you know, certainly we could think about like, okay, well, running would be a way of getting outside and achieving that why of more, you know, whatever, being outside time. Um, but since you have that history with running, that would not be the appropriate choice, right, for uh, this type of, or, or yeah, to kind of meet that, that goal. Um, so I, I know there's a lot to think about here and kind of work through. And for so many folks that I work with, like there's a lot of trauma with movement, right? Maybe it goes all the way back to childhood with how your parents either moved their own bodies or pushed movement on you. And there's so much to unpack and look at when it comes to kind of breaking down these barriers that so many of us have to movement. So I'm just very much, you know, touching the tip of the iceberg here, but hopefully some of this is, is, you know, resonating with you and allowing you to just start to work through it. If you are wanting more support with this part of your journey or, you know, any other parts of the intuitive eating path, my food and body peace program is really the place that you're going to get all encompassing support with all the different areas, body image, you know, joyful movement and exercise, obviously, you know, neutralizing your relationship with food and finding more peace there. Um, so definitely don't hesitate to submit an application. The link is in my bio on Instagram at the intuitive underscore RD, and I am accepting applications right now. Okay, so two other pieces that I want to talk to you about right now. Um, the first of these last two points is to reduce your expectations around what this movement is going to look like, right? So for most of the folks I work with, they have a lot of black and white thinking, right? Um, especially when it comes to exercise and movement. So it's like, okay, I'm going to start moving my body more. So that means I'm going to move, you know, five days a week or whatever. And it's going to be this many minutes. And, you know, it's going to look exactly like this. And it's very rigid and black and white and all or nothing. We're going zero to a hundred. So what I want you to do is literally, if we're on a scale of zero to a hundred, I want you to start by going zero to one, like literally the smallest possible step that you can take to start this off. Even if everything in you is, is kind of wanting to do that black and white thing of like, yeah, just do it. Sorry, excuse me, doing it all at once, right? Because that urge to go all in is coming from actually a more disordered place. And we want to rein that in to a place that's going to be really self-care minded and sustainable. So what would it look like to go from zero to one? This might look different from person to person. This is why I you know, take such an individualized approach with the clients in my program and really help them come up with goals that fit their life and make sense and, and are zero to one on the scale that fits them. But some examples might be like, let's just, you know, plan to put on 
your workout clothes for the day, right? The clothes that you would uh, wear to do some yoga or to go outside and go for a walk. Um, maybe it's going to look like just getting the clothes on and sitting on your exercise bike and starting pedaling. But if you stop three seconds in, you've achieved the goal. Perfect. Um, maybe the goal, you know, instead of your mind wanting to jump to five days a week or whatever it might be, is going to be just once in the next week, we're going to start movement in some way. Um, maybe it looks like, you know, just when commercials are coming on or when you're getting up to get water from your desk at work, you know, doing a quick little stretch. Uh, so very, very small goals, even if you're feeling pulled to do something much, much more. Okay. Okay. And the final point that I want to leave you, you guys with on this topic of healing your relationship with exercise and movement and getting into a consistent pattern of movement is to leave the numbers behind. Okay. Um, and this is not to say that numbers never have a place, uh, in a, a supportive relationship with movement, but to really redefine your relationship with movement, if you, especially if you've been tied to numbers in the past, we have to explore what it's like to not have those numbers. So what, whether that's a, some, a number of times per week that you're planning to exercise or a number of minutes that you're going to work out or the number of steps you've taken in the day, um, or number, number of miles you're going to walk, like whatever it might be, certainly like calories burned and things like that on, you know, exercise equipment, whatever those things are, I want you to figure out how you can engage in movement without any of them for a period of time. Okay. Um, and what this is going to allow you to do is first of all, experience movement in an entirely different way. And secondly, it's going to allow you to connect to your body. If you are not, if you don't have this goal of like a number of times per week or a number of minutes to move or a number of miles to walk, you're going to have to tap into what your body is telling you related to movement and what feels good and when it has had enough. So it invites you to have this connection with your body that maybe you've never had to, uh, never had related to movement because you've been basing everything on this external measurement um, with all of these different numbers. Okay. All right. So this is the end of my, my episode here for you guys on movement. Uh, like I said, this is just the tip of the iceberg. There's so much to cover when it comes to this topic of exercise. Um, but I would love to work with you on this. If this is something that's really resonating and you're really craving a sustainable, supportive relationship with movement. So do not hesitate to get your application in for the food and body peace program. The link is in my bio on Instagram. Once again, that's at the intuitive underscore RD. It's a very quick application and I will reach out to you once you fill it out. All right, guys, that is all I have for you today. I hope you have a great week and I will talk to you soon.